How do social entrepreneurs and small businesses create an authentic brand people love so they can get the edge they need to stand out, create predictable revenue, and compete against the big guys? That's what we're here to discuss. I'm Adam Force, the founder of Change Creator, and this is the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast by Change Creator. This is your host, Adam Force. Um, last week, I did a solo uh, conversation just talking about how branding really ties into earning revenue. Um, I think there's lots of misconceptions because it seems a little less tangible sometimes um, as like lead generation and converting sales. And how does that actually impact our business and why is it so important? So, uh, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on brand strategy and just your brand in general, which is the culmination of many things. Um, so without going into too much detail, you could check out that episode and learn more. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking uh, a little bit more this week just about, I, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and I've heard many instances where like, you know, we all get stuck, right? We get stuck in one way or shape or form in our business. Um, and there tends to be three core reasons why we get stuck. And I wanted to address what those three reasons are, but then also I wanted to, um, really dial into one of them. And I'm going to share a story just to kind of share how powerful that one reason is. And these three reasons are applicable to you if you're making, you know, 5,000 a month or you're making a million dollars a month, either way. As, as entrepreneurs going through these different stages, we, um, we have different kinds of situations where we get stuck and it's always one of these three things so we have to acknowledge these things in order to address them and so i wanted to make some really key points um with the story that i'm going to share in today's uh, discussion so this will be a shorter little discussion we'll be bringing on some guests but we are we've had some good feedback i think people are uh for what i'm hearing they enjoy kind of just when i do a deep dive on certain topics so i'm going to be doing some more solo discussions and we will be bringing in uh, uh, expert guests as well. So we're lining up some new expert guests. We have a couple of uh, that will be coming up soon. And then um, we'll be bringing on some more clients so you can hear perspectives of people and the process and what they're doing uh, working with us at the brand studio here at Change Creator. Um, just give you a real hands-on look, right? So uh, we're going to dive into this conversation. We're going to talk about three reasons with one powerful reason that we get stuck as entrepreneurs. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Adam Force here, founder at Change Creator. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the entrepreneurs um, I work with, you know, we, I think any entrepreneur, really, we come to a place um, in our journey where we feel stuck, right? Um, it's a very uncomfortable feeling, and especially when we don't know what might be holding us back. And we have to figure out how we can actually diagnose that situation and kind of figure out um, where where the problem is. Um, but there is some clarity I want to share that I think will be helpful for you. And that's what I want to talk about today. There's three areas, uh, I believe, that tend to be the primary causes that will make you feel stuck. So those areas are you have a belief 
that is not right. It's it's not correct. All right. So some belief you have is false. Okay. Um, or you are missing a character trait about yourself, like of the way uh, you carry yourself. And the last but not least uh, of the three is <clears throat> you don't have a certain skill, or you have a skill that's very weak that you need. This could be some kind of business skill, like you know maybe you're master of your craft, but you don't really have business skills around the area of marketing and promotions and things like that. One of the things I really want to dive into is more along the lines of the first one, which is the belief. Uh, This is such a powerful one. And uh, it's actually one of the primary ones I see as a struggle for people. I mean, I literally was in one of our quarterly masterminds recently. And, you know, this is what we do. We do hot seats. We have a two hour meeting and, um, you know, I will be talking about something around money, okay, and the clients I work with in our brand studio. And, um, you know, I get a response from somebody saying, Adam, do you have that validated? Is there evidence of what you're saying uh, about your audience and, you know, the finances and things like that? Or is it something you made up, <laughs> right? And we always need a little outside perspective because we get so close to our businesses. So having that outside perspective could be very valuable so people can like kind of get you in check. So you might know of this stuff. Like, yes, I know beliefs hold us back and things like that, but um, we still get close and we think that we know and then we don't know, right? We have someone step in and say, well, no, 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 that's not how I'm seeing your situation. And that was, uh, and since that conversation, you know, I've, I've tripled my revenues because of that support, right? Just kind of getting me in check, right? Getting myself when that belief was knocked out down, um, it opened the doors for me to, to, uh, progress. So I wanted to share a story about belief because it's such a powerful story that has stuck with me forever. And I think it will help you and give you some perspective. Okay. So this dates me, (laughs) you know, this is back in 1991. I literally have a picture of myself, um, uh, back then. And I was a wrestler. I wrestled for 10 years in my life. And I remember being extremely nervous. I was at a wrestling tournament. I was extremely nervous. I literally wanted the, uh, I wanted to disappear whenever I got really nervous. I was like, ah, I just, I'm going to go take a nap and I'm going to go hide. I I was doing these tournaments every week. And, um, I never will forget this moment because, um, I had all these thoughts racing through my mind and a lot of adrenaline, a lot of fear because I just watched, you know, I was in the semifinals, right? That's the match before the finals. I won my semifinals and I was going to the finals. And then I saw the kid I was going to wrestle. I was watching the semifinal match to see who it was going to be. And within that first period of wrestling, he broke the kid's collarbone by throwing him, right? (laughs) And, you know, at a young age, that scared the shit out of me, okay? And so, you know, my mind was going 100 miles an hour and um, I, I really got in my head. And now I was just waiting for the announcers to say, okay, you know, we're getting to that final match. It's a big gymnasium, Adam Force and Luke, you know, please meet at Matt, whatever. And then, you know, you run out to the center of the mat, you're ready to rock and roll. And finally, here we are, we shake hands and he pulls the whistle and in less than 60 seconds, I was on my back, I was pinned, and the match was over. That was it. All the worry, all the fear, just all of that pain I was in was over. 
And I was, I was not at that age. I was not a wrestler that lost very much. I was actually pretty good at what I was doing. And, um, so it was kind of a heartbreaking moment for me. I was very disappointed in myself and, you know, I got the pep talk from pops and stuff like that. Um, but this is not where the story ends. Okay. So where is the big mental flip? So the big mental flip is the very next day. I had to go to a team meet. So that was a tournament. And then we do a team match, right? And the very next day, guess what team? It was the same kid. (laughs) I had to go and wrestle that same kid the very next day. Now, again, I'm young and this has a high impact on who I, uh, on how I felt, right? I was, that made me extremely nervous. And so, excuse me, um, And so I went home that night and I had to, I was like, oh my God, I got to wake up tomorrow, get on a bus and go wrestle this kid again. Um, after what just happened, you know, not only did I see him break a kid's collarbone, he pinned me in less than a minute. I got my butt kicked. Um, so you can only imagine the, the, the whirlwind of thoughts going through my brain. So what did I do? Um, I, I actually, you know, I have no idea what a mantra was obviously. Um, but I, you know, the very next day showed up and that night, night, I was just saying to myself, I was like, and I don't remember exactly what I was saying, but I know I sat there on repeat saying, you're, you're just as, you're better than this kid. You're just as good. Um, you could do this. And I was just kind of like amping myself up, right? Like getting, trying to distract myself from all the worrisome stuff and keep reminding myself like, dude, like you are a good wrestler. Like you can, you can beat this kid. You can do it. I'm just like saying these things because it made me feel better, right? It kind of got my mind feeling, um, made me feel more confident, right? So the next thing you know, um, the big day arrives, here's the next morning and you know, I'm standing at the edge of the mat. We stand there, we do the pledge of allegiance and, um, that the one, each team is on each edge and you look at each other. And so my heart is like pounding out of my chest. It's like the moment, um, you know, I was a small kid, so I was the very first match. So as soon as that national anthem was over, it was go time. And of course I was terrified of this moment and I'm still just saying, just don't stop. He's a kid like you, you could do this. And I'm just going over and over and over. So next thing you know, uh, we run out to the mat <laughs> and we shake hands and we're ready for the second uh, uh, match, okay? So I, you know, the, the whistle blows off and boom, it was just like one of the best. Now I was young, that was early in my career as a wrestler, but it was one of the best matches of my life. And it was significant, not just because, uh, I scored 16 points. That's a lot of points in a wrestling match. I scored 16 points and I won the match. I won the match. So the the day before he pinned me in less than 60 seconds, the very next day I won the match and it was one of the best matches of my life. So this was obviously a, a great feeling. There's nothing better than that in the world because you kind of overcome a fear in your life. You break through a new barrier, which is exciting, right? And so what changed though? What changed from one day to the next? Nothing changed except what I believed, right? I, I, I started recognizing like, I do believe I can beat this person. I believe in myself. You can do this. And that was kind of like, I was amping myself up. And so nothing really changed. I didn't learn a new skill. I didn't learn like in business, a new tactic that's going to get me across the finish line. It was really just a matter of me getting out of my head and getting my head in the right place to believe in myself. That was the belief. Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe that you can do this? And I guess I did enough convincing. (laughs) 
<laughs> of myself um, in that situation. So, you know, that stands out to me as a really important lesson in my life. I mean, it just couldn't be any more blatant about how powerful it is that what we believe will dictate the outcome, right? What we believe dictate the outcome. So it does shape the world that is around us. And by becoming more self-aware about the beliefs that we have that are incorrect, right? We, what, where if, if you see yourself saying, oh, I'm making a million dollars a month and I nobody in my space can make more than that, I'm stuck. I mean, that's like that kind of thing is a, a belief, right? There's so many ways to break that down. And you have to start acknowledging these things you tell yourself, these internal stories and narratives um, that are beliefs. And a lot of mine are around money too, like I mentioned in my quarterly mastermind, how they kind of called me out. Um, and when you can become more self-aware of these beliefs or get help from, you know, a mastermind group that you put together that people are on the same level as you, um, you know, you can start acknowledging them. So if you can't figure them out yourself, you maybe you need someone else, like a coach or someone to, to kind of tap into that and help identify these things because then and only then can you make the shifts you need to unlock that next version of yourself to move forward, go bigger, go better, um, and all that kind of stuff, right? So the doors open. Open every time we acknowledge one of these beliefs that are incorrect, remove it, flip it on its head, <laughs> whatever, and then we can move forward. And that's how we grow and we grow and we grow. So I hope that's helpful. Um, and it's just been a very impactful lesson for me in my life. And I thought it was a good example to share with you guys. And uh, yeah, little wrestler Adam, big, big message for future Adam. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for tuning into the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Don't forget to stop by changecreator.com for more information, fresh articles, content, and our services if you're looking to build a brand that people love. And please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate your support.